World Mental Health Day is marked every year on October 10th to raise awareness about mental health around the world and to mobilize efforts to support those experiencing mental health issues. Every year since 2013, the World Health Organization WHO has organized a global campaign for World Mental Health Day. The World Federation for Mental Health WFMH announced the theme for this year's Mental Health Day 2022 as make mental health for all a global priority we at the guiding voice are committed to spread awareness around mental health and mental well-being today we are pleased to announce a special episode covering a topic around mental health nisha leman is a solutions architect by day and by night she is a staunch advocate for better mental health She and her team has developed an app that supports online peer-led support groups for those suffering from debilitating mental health issues and wants to connect with others like themselves for moral support, advice and the ability to talk privately about their mental well-being. Confidential Conversations is an app that is about 300 users strong and is about to launch the next app iteration where they will also include a digital media library of content that supports those with mental health issues in addition to enabling the first anonymous global mental health community so in today's episode let us chat with nisha leman on the importance of mental health and how mental health has changed post pandemic this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional but on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe and through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter conversations that add value to your career and your life we enable successful leaders across the globe to share their knowledge and wisdom with our audience so that each one of you will acquire more knowledge by tuning into the guiding voice per every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me and we are extremely pleased to have nisha part of our journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe nisha and i'm super excited to have you here thank you for being part of our journey and hearty welcome to the guiding voice thanks so much for having me nisha i'm super impressed by your profile like you you are also trying to balance between your passion and career and it is going to be beneficial to our audience if you could briefly talk about your career journey and the top 3 things that have helped you to be successful in your professional life so far so i'll try to be brief rather than reading you my cv or so on uh my career journey started um in software development and software engineering so i have a technical background by trade as you probably already guess uh i started at uh, one of the big four consulting firms and basically jumped around uh, from consulting firm to consulting firm moving from all parts of the software development life cycle into tech strategy into data warehousing and data visualization and finally into the kind of more digital and cx space and i've been doing consulting almost the last 15 years now so a really long time but a variety of different roles uh, along the way so everything from technical roles to solution architecture to uh, ux design and basically everything in between there and the top 3 things that have helped me in my professional journey so i think the one that stands out for me right away 
is being able to work and collaborate with people that are smarter than me, being able to identify them, identify their strengths as my weaknesses, and then being able to collaborate with them to create something new and innovative. Because I, I love that. I love the challenge of learning from other people and also being able to teach where I can and when I can. And so I love working with others that are that are smarter and better than me. And uh I think one of the other things that have helped me a lot is is really following my intuition. I think intuition is is pretty infrequently wrong. And so if you believe that something is the right thing to do and you feel strongly and passionately about that, then and your intuition, your gut is telling you that it's the right thing to do, you should always go for it because there are always going to be people that disagree with you. There are always going to be people who criticize and, and uh, be on the other side of that argument. But uh, you can't go wrong if, if you do what's right for you and if you follow your, your intuition. So those would be probably the, the two or three things I would pass on. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving to the next one, confidential conversations. So it's more about connecting with people that mm-hmm. are sailing in the same boat, maybe who is suffering from mental health issues and all so in general if we look at uh, over 95% of the population that we take right most of us focus more on the physical health and overlook this mental health so before discussing that as a problem in general what is your opinion about how physical health is different from the mental health i think the best way to explain this is a quick analogy so i will try and be brief but i'll i'll try and make an analogy out of this so let's say you break your leg and you have to go to the doctor you have to get a cast you have to get x-rays you go back you get another set of x-rays another cast and you continue going to the hospital to be monitored um until the bone heals itself you have to walk on crutches during this time but eventually it, the bone heals you're able to put the weight back on the foot and all of this process is well documented it's standard uh for every patient and it's covered by your your medical insurance your health insurance right so you don't have to pay out of pocket for that the difference between physical health and mental health is that you can see the progress of your physical health you can see the bone healing itself through x-rays and through other things mental health is completely invisible and so someone can look perfectly fine on the outside but really be struggling with severe depression or panic attacks or you name it right anything and and you would never know that from the outside and the difference also is mental health is is completely out of pocket it's quite expensive and a long term commitment so the best analogy i can come up with is let's say you you get a cut on your leg a deep one and uh you have to go to the hospital but you have to pay out of pocket for that expense so you say actually no it's not that bad uh, i will cover it up and forget it and you cover it up and you forget it you forget it you can see where the story is going you look at it again a couple of weeks later and it's become so infected and so gangrenous that you need to maybe amputate your leg right Th- this is the best analogy i can come up with in terms of how we treat mental health because if you don't have the resources or the disposable income to be able to see a professional or an online counselor or a therapist of some kind the default is to just ignore the problem and hope that it goes away by itself and of course we know what happens when that happens when you ignore your mental health it ends up getting worse and worse until it completely overwhelms you and you have to go see a professional at that time or you end up hurting someone or or yourself and so i think um, that's basically the difference between mental health and physical health and how they're perceived and treated yeah i was going through your article on linkedin nisha where you spoke about the 
uh, mental health issues pre-pandemic. So can you share some snippets from that particular piece with our audience as well? Absolutely. So uh, I would say um, many of the, I would say, mainstream mental health issues, I'm calling it that very deliberately, because many of them seem to be work-related now. The ones that are kind of okay to have, or you can openly admit that you have, the anxiety, the depression, um, financial duress is also a massive contributor to to poor mental health. No, high stress, burnout, I think Anything that's really work-related, um, even you could you can even go so far as to say, you know, harassment of some kind, workplace harassment. These are are some pretty common mental health issues that we've been facing. I would say pre-pandemic, through the pandemic, and even now. Uh, did you observe any new trends in these uh, mental health issues post-pandemic? Yes. So uh, the one that is sticking out the most to me is uh, burnout. You see uh, some real action being taken in this space with the great resignation and people leaving their jobs because employers are not really able to accommodate the work-life balance they've been used to during the pandemic. And so you see people basically not tolerating that and prioritizing their mental health to be able to say, no, I'm willing to work somewhere else. I'm willing to accept less money if it means I have a healthy work-life balance. I can turn off my computer. I can live my life and I can come back to my work in the morning. And so burnout is the one that's had the most obvious ramifications. The other, I mean, there are definitely more, but the one that stands out, the couple of that stands out to me is, is grief, to be sure. That's a, that's one I think that we've all, that has touched us all personally because we've all either lost someone in the pandemic or know someone who has lost someone in the pandemic it's not um i mean we've we've had over over what 350,000 deaths or more it's uh, it's not a small number and so uh people deal with grief and loss in their own way uh, they there's no one way the right way to deal with the, the loss of someone you love that's definitely been something that's exploded during and after the pandemic and um issues stemmed by technology right being more addicted to social media being more addicted to your screens being more addicted to uh maybe your mobile phone issues stemmed by isolation as well no online gaming or gambling and and more substance abuse related issues too so there have been quite a few trends uh, and mental health issues that we've seen proliferate post pandemic and, and maybe binge watching on the ott platforms <laughs> yes this too absolutely <laughs> all right so so these are uh, certain things which we come across uh, common mental health issues and uh, are there anything which don't sta- i mean which are not noticed by many right something which i may if i may call them as uncommon mental health issues that one has to be watchful about yeah it's an interesting question you ask because i wouldn't say they're uncommon they're more misunderstood i would say or or not really understood and that's really the mental health among among youth and that's this is also really stemmed by technology the cyberbullying the online harassment the catfishing the the gaslighting we have seen so many of these stories come out of of just incredible trauma that has been experienced by uh, you know through the internet basically even stalking online i mean these things can all be done online now and so it's an incredibly scary place for our kids and so we really need to be cognizant of how we are dealing with mental health among i would say the gen z and and younger the next generations even maybe some of the gen y because i mean i'm a bit older so 
these issues are, are maybe less relevant for, for me personally, but certainly for, for my children and, and uh, for the, the, the next generation that's coming. These, these are, are mental health issues that are not going away. And how we talk about them, how we explain the, the pitfalls to our children. And again, having these communities, these support groups where your kids can go and talk to someone who understands them because, you know, parents are not, not, not going to necessarily understand what it means to be cyberbullied or what it means to experience LGBTQ issues or something like that. But if they are, if they have this app on their phone, then certainly they can, they, you can rest assured that they're talking to someone. They're talking to someone else that understands them, that has been through it too. And so, again, I think it's an incredibly important facet that doesn't really have a clear answer yet on how we move forward. All right. So I'm I'm really curious in terms of uh, what motivated you to start this uh, confidential conversations. And did you undergo any mental health issues by yourself? If so, what they are and are you trying to solve a problem for yourself and for the world? Yes. Yeah, so this is a great question. Thank you for asking. Because in, in actually looking at this question, it made me trace my professional career and the parallels of my mental health journey, which is really like a, there's a, a very concrete correlation between the two. I started my career, at, like I said, working in the big four consulting firms, which is sustainable to a point. But uh, at some point, I, I also burned out. I experienced incredibly high stress and I burned out. I also experienced gender bias at work, for sure, because I was working in a predominantly male-driven uh, space. The tech space at that time was predominantly male, and I was one of the only women on the team. So, of course, there's going to be some issues that come along with this as well. And so, yeah, I experienced burnout and I had to take a step back and I had to take a pause and I had to leave the consulting space in order to kind of reevaluate my career, where I wanted to go. And I started then at a, at a nonprofit organization, which not a nonprofit, a startup organization, sorry, which uh, I would highly recommend because startups are so dynamic and you get to use so many of your different skills uh, in any given day. But uh, yeah, this, so this was a wonderful career transition and it, it was a, a great move for me. But then I had my first child and then I had to, again, take a pause from my career. And having a child comes with its own set of mental health issues, not for everyone, maybe, but certainly for me. And in addition to being a new parent, you know, am I doing what's right for my kid? There's constantly doubt and questions that you have to overcome. And I also had some, some panic attacks and insomnia associated with that. So what really stemmed the app was, was this time when I was at home and I had my, my child, but I wasn't at work. And I was trying to find affordable outlets to be able to talk to other people about what I was feeling and what I was experiencing, but do it anonymously, do it in a way that I was protected. And I searched for a solution for a really long time, maybe close to, to five or six months. I searched for something and there are some comparable solutions, but th they don't anonymize you. you. They're associated to social media profile or they're associated to some PII data about you, which, which I found really invasive. I don't want to have to put up a bio to talk about what, you know, what I'm feeling in this moment. I should just be able to connect with other people, regardless of their male, female, transgender, whatever, you know, whoever they are, whatever they are, if they're experiencing the same thing I am, that's all I care about. And being able to exchange those ideas and those stories and to build a kind of community where I didn't feel so alone. And that's really what stemmed Confidential Conversations. That's really where it came from. And I'm just so happy there are other people in the world like me. 
Uh, absolutely. Like there are many people who can support for the cause, right? In fact, uh, at TGV, we picked up uh, the theme of uh, LGBTQ for this year. And in future, definitely we are going to pick up mental health issue as one other supporting theme. And uh, definitely count on us for whatever kind of campaigning you need and we would be there. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> All right. So Nisha, now let's talk about how can we address and treat this mental health in the global community. Because... One important aspect that I see how in, in terms of being different from the physical health issue is many a times it goes unnoticed, right? Unless and until and and people have that particular uh, I, I, people are reluctant to talk about. Okay, I am suffering from this particular thing, right? Maybe I don't know what is happening with my mental health issue, and they never open up, right? So what? How do we really deal with this kind of situation? So. The best and most ideal, like pie in the sky, you know, if I had the world to rewrite all over again, we would address mental health exactly the same way we do physical health, where it's completely covered by your insurance for however long you see a therapist. You can go, you can talk about whatever is on your mind with a therapist for as long as you need to in order to address the issue. The, the problem with that scenario is because mental health is such a bespoke, um, there is no standard treatment, really. If you see one therapist for depression and you see another therapist for depression, they're going to have two different approaches about it because it's it's based on you. It's based on the patient, more or less. And so, yeah, insurance companies, it's very unlikely that they will subsidize that in the future. But what we really do need is different options and a deviation away from this binary way of looking at mental health, where it's it's really black and white somehow. You have a mental health issue or you don't. And if you do, you see a therapist. This is the road you go down. And if you can't afford that for whatever reason, or you don't want to see a therapist, or it's not right for you, whatever the reason is that you don't want to see a therapist, the only alternative for you is to ignore the problem and hope that it goes away by itself. And this is, it's so it's not only unfit for purpose in this global community, it's also incredibly reckless because you're basically putting people in the position where they have to ignore their issue until it becomes a real overwhelming mental health problem. And so the goal of this app is to really offer people a stepping stone, a place to start with their mental health. Now, it's not supposed to be a substitute for therapy in any way, but it's affordable, it's anonymous, it's private, and hopefully it's accessible for you so that you can you can download it, you can talk to others like you, and you can at least get a second opinion about whether therapy is right for you before you make the financial commitment and the long-term commitment to go down that route. Because it seems like quite a leap to go from, I think I might have a problem to, I need professional help. And, and hopefully this app helps to bridge the gap. And ours is now not the only one on the market. There are also other options. And if you find one that's right for you, feel free to go for it. But the reason why we created this app or why this this app is now in existence is really because, you know, three years ago, there really wasn't, or two years ago, there wasn't something like this that existed. And uh, we hope that people find value in it. We hope that people establish a kind of community together. And you feel like you're not going through these issues alone because you're not. There are so many people who suffer from exactly the same mental health issue as you. They're just not connected to you. So let's bring them together so you can exchange ideas and try to help each other through some of these really difficult problems. That's excellent. And uh, kudos to your effort. And I'm sure it is going to help the community at large. And 
for the audience that are watching or listening to this episode you'll find the link to the app in the show notes and you may download it and use it or in case uh, if you if you want you can share it with those who are in the need of some mental health support right so nisha this has been fabulous conversation and thank you so much for talking about the mental health issues pre pandemic post pandemic and some of the uncommon things as well but let's add some spice to the episode if you are okay i'm going to pick a kick off a quick rapid fire round let's do it <laughs> all right so let me fire the first bullet out of it which superhero character would you relate yourself with oh the one i like the most is any any of them that are invisible so invisible woman ghost invisible man i think that's one too uh, uh any any superhero that can make themselves invisible invisible all right great then moving to the next one what is the best piece of advice that you have received so far be patient and don't be afraid to fail <laughs> and i think uh, i think tech really lends itself to that right you have to be able to fail and get up and try again and fail and again get up and try again so don't be afraid of failure it's it's going to happen but embrace it and uh try to learn from it and and uh, continue forward okay Move, moving to the next one what is one word that you hate to listen no <laughs> <laughs> i don't like this word i wish we could get rid of it in the dictionary <laughs> don't like it it uh it just connotates this this rejection like yeah. you're not good enough or you didn't do enough or you know somehow it's a reflection on you when right. people tell you no and uh i just find it so offensive so yeah ditto, no. ditto yeah. but uh, over a period of time we started living with it and we hosted um, a sales coach on this podcast and she said no stands for next opportunity be ready for the next opportunity oh that's great <laughs> i like that okay let me move to my next question can you describe the funniest moment in your life you know this is the rapid fire question i really struggled with the most to answer because <laughs> i've been very fortunate i've had a lot of joyful moments i mostly with friends and a, and a glass of wine i i've been very lucky in that respect um i really am a sucker for bad jokes and puns so i would say one recurring funny moment for me is is when i tell my colleagues or my friends a a bad joke or like one of those corny jokes and you see them make the eye roll or you see them you know you see them make this look like oh that's her you know and then that that makes me laugh that their reaction always makes me laugh so uh they're just like slightly amused but of course the joke is not funny but for me it's hilarious so i laugh a lot with that <laughs> i get it all right so last one for the rapid fire what is one fantasy gadget that you like to see or invent yourself i hope it's not a fantasy i hope somebody takes this idea and does it because i would love to have some kind of apparatus that allows you to see 360 that isn't so creepy that it turns your head completely around like one of those you know creepy dolls but allows you to see behind you so from obviously from a metaphorical sense you can see where you've been and then you can see where you you're going but even in just a, a literal sense right if you can see what's behind you you can see danger approaching you know you can see if you're about to be mugged or you can see if there's someone coming behind you and you can react faster so if someone could invent something where you you have the capability of of seeing 360 degrees without turning your head fully around i would be fully happy to support that <laughs> and you would be happy to invest in that as well right absolutely yes i would <laughs> i would happily invest in that yes so so guys here is an opportunity we have the uh, vc ready as well as the idea 
Alright, so <laughs> great rapid fire and uh, with that let's flip back to the mainstream Nisha and before I let you go, one final question for today's conversation. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make begin their careers or lives? You can pick either of them. I mean, it's probably going to sound a bit rudimentary, but if I had to give one piece of advice on this, it would be defining what making it big means to you. So, I mean, I know in in launching this app, the goal was never to get like a million users or to get, you know, or to get, you know, funding from the VCs of $3 million or something like that. It's not about monetary gain or, or even, you know, the number of users. It's about doing something impactful, something that I personally needed to be sure, but also that other people need. I mean, there is a clear need for something like this now that we, now do we know that? And setting realistic goals that are are personally fulfilling for you, setting realistic goals that help you get to what success actually means for you. And so uh, I think following societal definitions of success is really a road to disaster because they may not, I mean, if you fall short of that, then you're going to feel like a failure. But if you set goals for you, like, I just want to help as many people as possible, then that's a quite an attainable goal because you're putting something in the world that is meant to help people. And hopefully by getting the word out, you're you're doing something positive in, in the community and something positive for others that really need it. So I would say that's probably the piece of advice I would I would pass on. Such a valuable and powerful advice. And I completely echo with you. The societal definition of success is different. It's all about making a difference in somebody's lives. I resonate with you completely. And thank you so much, uh, Nisha, for joining us and sharing valuable information about mental health issues. And really appreciate all your insights and appreciate you taking time to be part of our journey. And thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. All right. So, folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from that where you have tuned in from. Also, if you have loved this conversation and found it useful, request you to share with three, at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. All right, now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today, Nisha has shared a lot about pre-pandemic and post-pandemic mental health issues and how Confidential Conversations app is trying to solve mental health issues across the globe. I would like to share a few statistics around the mental health issues, which you may have not come across so far. So here comes the first one. What it, as per a prominent uh, consulting based article, we found out that half of all mental illnesses show early signs before a person turns 14 year old and three fourth of the mental illnesses begin before age 24. And next fact is that more than one in four adults living with serious mental illnesses also struggles with substance abuse. In fact, Nisha has mentioned substance abuse is one of the key factors that are actually causing mental health issues. And last one is members of this LGBTQ community are almost three times more likely to experience a mental health condition such as major depression or generalized anxiety disorder. Right. So this sounds scary. And in fact, uh, these are the top three things that I would like to share. But there are many other things which we may have been overlooking and all. So definitely it's the time for us just to do an introspection to see if our physical well-being and mental well-being are intact. So both of them are equally important. And in case if you think you're being stressed out or you are experiencing burnout, definitely consult an expert or talk to a peer. 
that's all from from my side and uh, folks before i let you go in case if you have any topic recommendations or speaker suggestions please feel free to reach out to me through social media or email me at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com thank you so much for joining me folks i'm your host navin samala just a fellow it professional but on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest